Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Louise Bedford here on Talking Trading. Look, I think it's a good time to consider... Do we want a challenging life or do we want an easy life? Now, I hear a lot of people out there saying things are so hard at the moment. The market's going crazy. I don't know what to do. There are just so many hard parts of my life that I don't know how to handle this. But then, of course, on the other hand, there is the easy life where everything flows. You probably don't get a lot done, but you're happy with the simple life. Maybe you're sitting on the couch a lot watching Netflix or the equivalent, given that there's 5 million streaming services, and you're not really all that challenged. Now, both types of lives have their advantages. But I want to talk about how to make that choice for yourself. And I am going to push you in a certain direction, which you probably guessed. It's hard for me not to be biased with this because I made my choice and I'm hoping to swing you over to my way of thinking. Now, years and years ago, I remember talking with a multi, multi, multi-millionaire friend And he helped us when we were first getting the mentor program together, where we were looking to help people make money out of the share market and develop that repeat for free course that we run on tradinggame.com.au. And he was saying, and this really stuck with me, my friend said that the easier decisions now often lead to a hard life later. Like if you're on the couch eating chips night after night instead of going to the gym, the couch and chips sounds really fun and easy and you don't have to put a lot of thought into it or a lot of planning. Whereas going to the gym does require planning and it probably requires a series of micro decisions to be able to fulfill that. You have to buy the clothes, you have to get the gym membership, you have to get yourself there and get yourself home and there's probably a little bit of pain involved until you actually kick off with this and you realize that you love it and you get that endorphin rush. So the challenge creates short-term pain but adds to the richness of your life and probably the the longevity of your life as well. So I think that is something to take into consideration. Our lives are formed from the habits that we accumulate and all of the things that go towards creating those habits so that they stay stuck. And that initial impulse to create that habit, if it's a good habit that's going to lead us onto a better type of life, that is usually a conscious choice. And often 
the habits that are created that lead our life down that slippery slope of sloth, they are the ones that are the unconscious type of habits that we form. So it's initially something that takes a bit of energy and we have to create some movement towards that goal in order for it to become a habit and for it to become automatic. And all of this is predicated on the fact that we have goals in the first place and that we're wanting to move towards somewhere that we think is going to create happiness for us or at least a brighter future in some way. I mean, it might be happiness for other people as well. So I think the thing here is to ask ourselves, what am I doing now to challenge myself? And if you're coming up with a blank here, then you're probably going to be really bored fairly soon. I mean, to begin with, yes, it's probably a lovely thing to do and to treat yourself to relax and not to make decisions. But down the track, you really will be impacting your own future and your own happiness. Do you have a big, fat, audacious goal? Now, I really do think this is important even for the kids in our lives to have something that is big and maybe even unachievable because definitely Angela Duckworth in her book Grit, which I loved, she talks about the importance of extracurricular activities for kids and how developing things like a music habit, being able to do different sports. Why is that good? It's because it builds our resilience muscle. And some of those big audacious goals, they may never be achieved, but they are definitely making you work that muscle of achievement and movement towards a goal in tiny incremental steps. And we do need to do that as people to be happy. I feel that a lot of traders who come to me and say that they're either burnt out or bored is because they've got that goal in an imbalance in some way. Burnout can be due to many factors, but one of them is that the goals are too big and that you don't feel like you're making progress. And often it's because you haven't cut that big goal into tiny little steps. Or it can be because you've taken on too many big goals and that's a problem as well. So let's look at balance in life. I think many people say they're not going to start trading until they can give 100%. They need to focus 100%. They need to quit their job and become a full-time trader and then they'll work out how to do it. Now, this is very much a risk because the markets don't appreciate that. They much more appreciate small, consistent steps done over and over again for years rather than that huge, big, fat effort for 24 hours you're going to focus on the markets and trade everything that moves. 
I think balancing life is a complete myth. I mean, sometimes in my life, even as a full-time trader, I'm not really looking at the markets that much. I've got my auto stop set in place and I'm playing with my kids. We're going on holidays and we're exploring their goals and I'm trying to work out how I can support them to achieve and to feel those endorphin rushes that we all live for that adds to the quality of our life immeasurably. So perhaps stop thinking that you need to have balance in your life. It's okay to be 100% focused on something but only for a very short period of time and then you have to back off and try something else and do something different or you'll get stale and burn out. The other aspect of this is looking at energy drains. Now, I think definitely with the pandemic, we've all discovered our limits here. How many Zoom meetings can you do a day? Probably not that many before you start to feel stale. And what are the things that drain your energy if you're doing too much of the one thing again and again and again? That repetition can be very, very difficult. And unfortunately, for those people who want to live that easy life, they are often in a position where their energy is being drained without them even noticing. It's almost by osmosis. I think this does lead to poor choices for your future self. So what can we do about this? Because really, if we don't have a problem to solve, we often create our own problems and we create drama and that can lead to a very difficult life in itself. So unless you're creating your own challenges, unless you're moving forward and you're self-directed and you're focused on your own future and your future self, then other people can call the shots. They can get in the way of you achieving. So What I suggest, if you're not used to using this as a tool where you've got that big goal and you're trying to break it into little pieces, then take on a small challenge. Do something that you wouldn't usually do. I think there's some wonderful things that you can do, not just for yourself, but for those around you who you love. One of the things I did, which ended up being quite a big audacious goal, was I wrote a card a day for one year to people who I loved and admired. And after the first three months, sure, I did run out of people and I had to think hard and I dug deep and I had to look back into my own past to wonder, had I said at adequately thank you for whatever role that person had in my life and if I didn't feel that I had and even if I did because I was running out of people I wrote a card to that person and I said thank you and I said what that person meant to me in my life and I did it for waiters and I did it for people in retail stores and to me that new challenge that new little consistent challenge actually helped me to become a better trader. That was just a little consistent thing that I did every single day for one year and it really had a spin-off benefit of me being able to focus on my trading in the same way. You might choose to do that for a week, in fact. I think find some small meaningful challenge and then once you've achieved it, Make sure that you give yourself a big pat on the back.
Too often we let our achievements just slip by and we don't encourage our subconscious by saying, you did a great job and I'm going to reward you by having some time off. I'm going to go down to the beach because I achieved this challenge or whatever your reward is. Remember to reward yourself. The other thing, if you're having a trouble imagining that a challenging life is a good idea, is to journal on it. You might know that I'm a big morning journal advocate. I have kept a journal ever since my university days and I just love it. So we may need to cover another episode on what to journal about and a bit more about that. But just get writing. Write down what's been happening for you. Write down your challenge. Break things down in your journal so that your subconscious has an outlet. It has a way of being able to say, all right, I don't have to think about this anymore because I have written it down and I have paid attention to it. Also, to take on that challenging life, start small and be accountable. Find somebody that you hang out with that you can share a goal with. When I first started writing my journal, I didn't find that came naturally. I found a friend who once a month we could actually check in with each other and I didn't want to break that chain. I wanted to be accountable to my friend Alan. So we worked on our journals separately but together as a goal. Watch who you hang out with because sometimes if you've got people around you and they're used to you going out every Saturday night and getting drunk but you decide you don't want to, they can try and pull you back down into that way of life that you were trying to move beyond. So be careful who your friends are. Find friends to encourage you towards your challenge and towards your bigger life. And if you're already in that easy life now and you're looking to get out of it, you don't have to do it all in one foul swoop. You can diarise it. You can write a date in the diary of when you were going to start and you could even tell a friend so that you could start together. So you could start on that goal. You could start on that big goal or that small goal, but training your ability to stick to something consistently and then receive an endorphin rush reward once you've achieved it. And I really do feel that no matter what level we're at, whether we are just starting out with this idea about challenging goals or whether we're already multi-squillionaires and CEOs and running our own companies, it's the same every single time. Every person has to continually put effort into achievement. The people that you see that you think, oh, they're just a natural born trader and the profits are coming so easily to them. They have the Midas touch. I actually wonder about that. Having trained thousands of people in the share market, I haven't found any natural trader. There is nobody that I've trained over the past 30 years who has managed to just sit down and slide uphill with this. Every single trader has had to focus on their own education and put some effort in and many hit walls really early, like within their first few trades. So stop thinking that other people are achieving this more easily than you. 
Now, I would love to hear about your challenge. I think it'd be fantastic if you popped on to my email, louise at tradinggame.com.au and you could tell me what you're aiming to achieve. I love getting emails from our Talking Trading listeners. You might know that Talking Trading has just been my passion project for the last eight years and I adore hearing from you and hearing how these segments are impacting you, not just with your trading but with other aspects of your life. And if you are enjoying what we're doing here, then remember to tell a friend. Tell them how to get onto talkingtrading.com.au so that they can subscribe and that they can get the special offers that we offer our clients through email. And also, if you can, I would love it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I often read those reviews before I trade and also before I record a segment of Talking Trading because they film me up and they make me feel warm and it makes me feel less alone. You know, there's one thing that this pandemic has done. It's really shown us how alone we really are. And I bet you a lot of you have changed friendship groups and you've made friends where you didn't really actually see that person could be a friend prior to the pandemic. Our priorities have shifted and I hope that talking trading becomes a part of your habit, that you listen to talking trading regularly and that you can tell other people and that if you do feel strongly about it, that you're so inclined to leave that review on Apple Podcasts. Have a wonderful trading week. I will talk with you next week and I'm looking forward to hearing about your successes in the markets. <music> 